The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. All right, it's 8 after 11 o'clock. We continue the conversation on The Talking Point. Welcome uh, to the third and final hour of the show. So coming up in this hour, we're taking a look at coalition governments. How do we strengthen coalition governance in the country? And it's going to be part of um, deliberations at a seminar that is being hosted alongside the South African Local Government Association and the United Nations Development Program. All of it in a bit to really understand some of the challenges that coalition governments in the country have been going through and what is really needed to address um, some of these challenges. Well, let me get straight into our guests and welcome onto the show Bongani Madumela, his manager for governance at the United Nations Development Program in South Africa. Bongani, good morning to you. Good morning, Bongani. All right, all right, we don't have Bongani on the line. Let me welcome Lance Jewell, who is the Chief Operating Officer of the South African Local Government Association. Lance, good morning. Good morning, Cathy, and uh, as well to the listeners, and uh, thank you for having us. Let me then also welcome Pindi Lekunene, who is Program Manager for Democracy and Political Culture at the Frederick Ebert Stiftung. Uh, Pindi Le, good morning to you. Good morning, Kathy. It's great to be on the show. Firstly, let's talk about where we are when it comes to trying to deal with the challenges that coalition governments seem to have presented, especially for South Africa. When we look at ourselves versus what is happening elsewhere in the world, Lance, are we the exceptional case? Are we the only country that is really... Um, facing the, these difficulties? I don't want to say that, um, you know, it's necessarily a failure of coalition governments, but certainly there have been challenges. Well, well Cathy, once more, good morning. Uh, we are not the exception, Cathy. I think our, our biggest difficulty as a country is that whilst the coalition governments are not new, we have had coalition government since the first democratic local government election in the year 2000. And every single election thereafter, we had coalition government. So it's not new. But what is absent is the presence of a regulatory framework, meaning that there is no guidance given to political parties around the formation as well as the sustainability of coalitions. And in many other countries, that finds expression. So in the absence of that guidance, it creates a chaotic state of affairs and it essentially allows uh, the parties to make up things as they go along. So that is the instability that is created uh, and it's an area that we hopefully would want to address when we have this conversation over the next two days. Ideally, Pindile, where should the guidance be coming from again? Um, this is largely new terrain for the country and not new in the sense that we're new to co- coalition governance, but rather that the kind of challenges that um, we have been having, they, those are new. Municipalities in some instances are experiencing some of these problems for the very first time. 
Yeah, thanks, Kathy. I think it's out of that recognition that as FES, we then decided to support the MISTRA Coalition's Barometer, which had its first uh, volume sort of released um, last year, the high-level summary. And the aim of that really was just to take stock of what's been happening at metropolitan level, at local municipality level, uh, from all those 70, uh, all those hung councils after the 2021 local government elections. It's important, I guess, um, to learn from international experience, but we also have concrete um, experiences emerging out of our own, um, out of our own country, and it's important to take stock of some of the trends, some of the dynamics that are emerging out of that. A key question for us at FES has always been, how do we measure success um, of coalitions? Is it um, through looking at which of those municipalities or which of those governance arrangements are still the founding government governance arrangements, meaning the original coalition partners still holding it together? Or is it the extent to which coalitions are accountable to the electorate and the extent to which parties deepen discussions um, within their own structures about coalition so that the discussion is more democratized um, as opposed to just being driven um, by parties alone with their own interests. Mm. Often we have seen the challenges when it comes to bringing political parties together, even to agree on a framework of how coalitions should be governed. You know, it it becomes a really big and sometimes possibly controversial talking point for political parties. What do you find, Pindile, are the biggest inhibitors um, to this conversation of a framework that can guide local, uh, that can guide coalitions rather? I mean, I suppose this was quite evident last year in August um, with the national dialogue on coalition governments that took place in Cape Town, because almost all the 14 parties that were present there had some sort of reluctance uh, with regards to some of the proposals on the table. So the issues are varied, really. The smaller parties sort of feel like they are being punished for what is seen as instability, especially around the metropolitan areas. So they see proposals that are aimed to sort of... um, make coalitions more stable, they see those proposals as targeting them because those proposals speak to things like thresholds and so on. But I think what's also important to underscore is that there are two ways we can look at coalitions, right? Um, sometimes coalition parties seek out coalitions because they they seek power, uh, they seek office, and so enter into agreements, enter into negotiations from, from, from that standpoint. Another view is when uh, parties actually see coalitions out of policy concerns or wanting to gain um, some some sort of um, demands or issues or wanting to center some of those demands or issues. What we've seen, and this is certainly what the coalition's barometer underscores, what we've seen in our context is that parties are very much about the power game and policy proposals, policy demands sort of take the backseat. There are various ways through which we can change that. Part of that is learning as we go along, um, as we are on this journey. But part of it is also about introducing pressure points. Um, And by pressure points, I mean that the electorate itself needs to to act in such a way that recognizes that there is a political opening that has been, um, that, that there are opportunities presented by coalitions and therefore we can't 
navigate the political terrain as if we are still in the context where absolute uh, majorities uh, were sort of guaranteed at the polls. Let me invite Bongani Madomela, who is the manager for governance at the United Nations Development Programme. He's on the line. Bongani, good morning to you. Thanks for joining us. Good morning, Katie, and uh, morning to the listeners. I'll come to you in a moment, but, but Lance, just again on this issue of, 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 of the difficulties that um, the the idea of, of a framework is 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 facing. At Salga, of course, you have the opportunity of interacting in, in particular with municipalities in a way that other stakeholders don't. Through the formal structures where you're able to engage with political parties, officially so across the spectrum, um, what has prevented, let's say, Salga from leading the conversation on needing a framework to, 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 to govern coalitions? Hello, Lance. Kathy, can you hear me? Oh, yes, I can hear you now. Yes. No, as I was saying that, um, it, in fact, uh, Salga was taking the lead in these discussions. Prior to the 2021 elections, we had uh, done an assessment of the state of affairs in coalition government municipalities uh, from 2016 up to 2021. And we concluded that there is an absolute need for or an urgent need for a framework. And we developed that framework. We, in fact, went into the elections with this framework in hand and started engaging political parties. What the framework attempted to do, and, and I'm, I should give credit that this framework was developed uh, in, in partnership with the Dula Oma Institute from the University of Western Cape. And we used this framework to interact with political parties. And in essence, two areas we were trying to guide political parties on. Firstly, how to go about in establishing coalitions. And secondly, once you've established a coalition, how do you sustain that coalition? Because it's also important that once you've reached agreement, you also put processes in place that will, on an ongoing basis, assess how this coalition is, is functioning. We issued that uh, guiding framework to, to, to political parties. It was up to political parties to then decide whether they want to adopt the approach as, uh, as guided by, by Salga or not to. We have seen instances where political parties have chosen to take some of the issues that we have raised in our framework and implement them. We've seen that, in fact, translating into stability in some coalition governments or parties. So the point that they're making is that there are 83 coalition governments or parties in the country, of which only 30 of them are, are, are unstable. The majority in 50, uh, 53 of them are stable uh, uh, coalition governments or parties, and stable because they've also taken into account some of the advisory notes that came through the guiding framework developed by by Salga. So it does require, so there is a framework, it's voluntary, uh, but we think it must now find expression through legislation so that it doesn't allow the discretionary approach, but it obliges political parties to follow the direction that is given to them through the legislation. And that's an urgent need that uh, that we need to, to address. Bongani, what do you, as the UNDPC, as your role in this conversation? 
Well, as the UNDP, uh, um, we we have the responsibility to ensure and assist the country to realize its national development objectives and also contribute to the attainment of the global sustainable development goals. Uh, And for us, good governance is a a very key uh, element to ensuring that this happens. Uh, We have um, been been watching the developments in the country, um, particularly since uh, 2016 local government elections of coalition's government that have uh, have, uh, come into fruition and some of the challenges uh, that the government has encountered when we've realized that uh, something needs to be done in terms of uh, um, almost uh, providing some kind of support to the country, working with partners like SAGA and FES that have done a lot of research in this area to ensure that we, we, we help the country to towards the process of developing a kind of a framework that will be agreed by all by all the partners. We have arranged and, and organized this seminar together with these partners with a view to get more voices to the discussion and the debate. Uh, and it very much follows from the national dialogue that was hosted by the presidency last year. But we are continuing with the conversation with a view that we can contribute to the shaping of an eventual a framework or even legislation uh, um, to, uh, for that matter. So we are bringing in the voices not only of uh, of the of the usual players in this discussion. We are bringing in the voices of communities. Uh, we are bringing in the voices of organized labor, the voices of uh, organized business, because they are the ones that get directly affected by instability or otherwise and local government. So we really want to tease out the issues around the kind of policy and legislation that possible can be explored by the country, what kind of nature of the agreement that need to be put in place and how should that process be managed. And also, more importantly, the voices of the communities and the voters to ensure that uh, political parties and other players do not actually enter into agreement uh, that are not really in line with the choices and the, uh, of the voters as well. So we want a situation where all these parties over the one and a half days uh, on the 28th and 29th, to have a discussion on that, with a view that we can all contribute to the shaping of a framework that is appropriate and uh, and, and, and fit for purpose for South Africa. Pindile, it's great to have this diverse um, view, these diverse views um, on on the issue of coalitions. But of course, at the end of the day, as Lance was saying, if there is no buy-in from political parties at this point to voluntarily bring in some of the advice that is there in the exist in the existing um, frameworks then not not much will happen how do we ensure that the work that is being done by academics by leaders and communities also finds expression within political parties and that they are able to take it on and champion it themselves. Thanks, Kathy. I suppose with the with supporting the coalition's barometer, our hope was sort of twofold, that the findings emerging from this study that looks at these uh, metropolitan and, and local municipalities um, over a certain period 
would be then useful as something to be taken into party structures, um, into, into organizations, to have a discussion about what guides parties in their engagement with, um, with coalitions. What accounts for, for stability? Um, does stability necessarily translate to responsiveness to voters, to citizens, and so on? So that's on the one level, um, a, an engagement that is aimed at, at political parties as, a, as stakeholders. The second one goes back to the point I raised about the pressure points. Now, we believe that the electorate has a vital role in ensuring that coalitions are accountable to the citizenry. And so far, I mean, things are sort of changing. We are learning along the way. But I mean, it's been our analysis as well that there hasn't been that much of an engagement uh, about how to exploit this political opening um, that comes with coalition governments. Elections, by their very nature, are an opportunity for the citizenry. It's the one time probably where politicians are very interested in listening and in hearing um, what voters have to say. So we are interested in how voters can be sort of at pressure points. And that's why we also support spaces where voters can sort of gather um, and think through their own demands going into the election and then think about how to center those demands in the party manifestos, but also in the discussions that parties are going to be having with each other on, on coalitions. Um, I suppose the big question is, can voter collective power and the practice uh, where power is negotiated and shared between elites to the exclusion of citizens? What the coalition barometer shows is that the formal agreements at, um, at, at municipal level around coalitions are very few and far between. Where you do find them, they're mostly about positions. Uh, they're not about policy. They're not about voter concerns. They're not about the needs and wants um, of the residents of a particular area and so on. So it's how we use the data that emerges from, from the coalition's barometer as a mobilizing tool as well to say that, hey, Coalitions are not just about parties alone. Um, we also matter as, as citizens and as voters. So that's that's really our hope. And, and that's why I suppose the program for the next two days also features those community voices and the citizens' voices quite prominently. Lance, this conversation, of course, in you know the, the election cycle that we're in and an election that is likely to be the most contested since democratic South Africa, but also um, where there is all sorts of projections <laughs> um, looking at some of the research that is coming out that says that we could well need a coalition government um, to be in place at a national level for, for the very first time. Um, what What does that then mean for these kind of conversations, we don't have a framework that governs um, coalitions at a local level. What impact is that going to have for potential coalitions at a national level? Well, Cathy, I think a key outcome of our own uh, assessment on uh, the, the coalitions that find expression at a local government level is that whilst, yes, there are a large majority where there is stability. Unfortunately, it is in those bigger municipalities where there's instability. So in the smaller municipalities, 
the practical experience shows that there is more stability. But in the bigger ones, there is instability. Now, if that finds expression at the provincial and at the national level, I think we are in for a very interesting five years post the elections because the same instability that finds expression at the local government level is likely also to find expression where there's no outright winner in a province, where there's no outright winner at a national level. You can imagine, Cathy, as we see in municipalities that are led through coalitions, every month there's an item on a vote of no confidence. I imagine that the provincial legislatures are focusing on a vote of no confidence into a premier every single month. What happens to services that ought to be delivered by provincial government in the same way services are to be delivered by local government when there is a question mark put on the head of a mayor and a speaker, and that will also translate into a premier and a provincial legislature speaker. So so in the absence of a regulatory framework, and I think, uh, Cathy, to be fair, we had sufficient time to respond to this, having the benefit of the experience at the local government level. But unfortunately, we are going into the elections without such a framework, so we are likely to emerge with the same difficulties that find expression at the local government level. Sad, but indeed that is a reality that that faces us. Perhaps things may not turn out that way, but from where we stand, from listening to uh, what is predicted, we may have difficulties. Uh, And so this conversation remains a relevant and necessary, but importantly, a very urgent conversation that should result in concrete proposals that will going forward, guide coalition governments. Mm. We'll continue the conversation in a moment. It's 11.30. Time for your latest news headlines. The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. All right, we continue the conversation on the talking point. How do we strengthen uh, coalition governance in the country and how do we develop some kind of framework that can guide these coalitions that can at least be part of official government policy so that if we need to have coalitions, whether at local, provincial or national um, level, we are comfortable with the fact that there are rules of engagement that all parties will be bound by. Uh, Pindile Gunene is Program Manager for Democracy and Political Culture at Frederick Ebert Stiftung. Uh, Bongani Matomela is the Manager for Governance at the United Nations Development Program. And Lance Joel is COO at the South African Local Government Association. So Bongani, ultimately, um, you know, it, it's not just about the buy-in from the different um, stakeholders that 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 should contribute to the conversation, but it's also about saying how do we move it from the from what is held at seminars like the one taking place over the next two days to becoming policy, government policy. Indeed, I think uh, our hope uh, over the next two days is very uh, robust uh, discussions and deliberation uh, in terms of how we can take this uh, forward and and we are hoping that this will the deliberations and discussions that will come out of the seminar will contribute uh, to the development of the of the framework uh, to the extent possible and get the legislation of course we are bringing in all the experts that have done a lot of work and research in this area uh, to give us insight and to facilitate these discussions 
but also we are trying to bring in some experiences from other countries as well, you know, that have dealt with coalitions at all levels of government, uh, and also how to manage political diversity as well, countries such as Germany, countries such as uh, Kenya as well. So that's basically the idea that this would be a, 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 a contribution to, to the emerging uh, framework. So we structured the discussion in such a in such a way that we are very specific on some of the salient issues that we need to be discussing and come to some kind of a consensus. Or if you do not come to a kind of agree that these are the issues that should be uh, that should be discussed and finalized further. So our 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 objective is to ensure that this is a contribution towards the development of that particular framework, whether it's in a form of a, a, a voluntary framework or in a form of a coded uh, framework to guide how the coalitions can work better. Pindile, as we get ready to, to wrap up this conversation, what for you would constitute success um, at the end of, of the seminar? I mean, for us, I do believe that the fact that these conversations are happening um, is in and of itself a a point of success, um, something that we can, can use as a point of success. Our goal has always been to broaden this discussion beyond the political parties so that coalition making, coalition politics, coalition arrangements are not just the business of parties. In as much as parties are important because in a way they are our link to the democratic state, they've got supporters, they've got constituents, they run for elections and so on. But the discussion simply, it can't be that the discussion is just limited to parties alone and civil society has got a very important role to play in this regard. I think what would also count as as success would be hearing from international case studies. And for us, it's important to think of international case studies not just as Western Europe or European um, case studies. It's important to take stock of what's been happening in Lesotho. I mean, in Lesotho, there were parliamentary elections in 2012, 2015, 2017, no outright winner in all those instances. Coalition governments are formed, they collapse even before um, the five-year term. So so Lesotho has actually walked this path. And it would be important to sort of study um, what's been happening there. Namibia is also grappling with its own um, coalition dynamics. So to share notes and to learn from each other. And this point cannot be overemphasized because in a way, uh, this this emphasis on international case studies has tended to privilege um, European countries. And so you get the popular refrain then that, well, I mean, our situation is quite different. Our history of colonialism, um, our history of apartheid actually precludes successful coalition making. So it's important to actually learn from each other as countries in the global south um, about what makes coalitions successful, as well as what pressure from below can do um, to, to foster accountability and responsiveness to the electorate. Lance, in order to have this pressure for below, it also begins with getting citizens to understand the importance of their voice in these conversations. Already, you know, we have some challenges when it comes to participation at, at a local government level. And I don't think that it's because people are not interested, but sometimes it can be quite a complex a system to understand people being not always certain of, of where they should go, how to, to officially participate. Thank you, Cathy. For me, 
Well, certainly from a Salga perspective, we, we recognize the importance of communities in this conversation and them being part of the conversation around coalitions. Experience shows that uh, once the electorate has gone out to make their mark and give us a result, and the results that we have seen in the 83 municipalities, is there's no outright winner. So in that case, essentially what the electorate is saying to us, what people are saying to us, is work together towards directing a response to our needs. And therefore, we must be, keep that in mind as we have conversations about coalitions. It is ultimately about the people. And therefore, the conversations must also include the people themselves. And I, I agree that in most instances, community views has been kept out of the loop. It is us talking amongst ourselves. And here's an opportunity for us to engage with communities, get their views, but going forward, ensure that there's an ever-presence in an engagement that includes um, uh, communities, because ultimately it is for their benefit. They are the ones that are affected most when there are unstable municipalities, unable to execute their responsibilities, because there is no political stability. Um, so it's a fact that we must take into account going forward, uh, and certainly we're hoping that this conversation over the next two days will contribute towards the larger, bigger national conversation uh, that is solution-driven and not lamenting on the problems. Thanks, Kathy. Bongani, do, do you expect a pushback at all, even from, from political parties around why it is that um, organizations like yours are, are getting involved in this conversation? Hello, Bongani. Hello, Kenyan. Yes, I can hear you now. Yes, uh, the role of the United Nations is to um, um, walk along um, the country and accompany it uh, to its journey of ensuring that there is the stable governance, that the institutions, public institutions are very strong, and people have access to services. And I think recent surveys have, have, have demonstrated that only about a third of the population have trust in, in public institutions. And instability sometimes is one of the contributing factors to the public uh, losing trust of the political process. Um, so I think it's very important that we, we bring and amplify the voices of the of the of the citizens into this discussion. And I think the political parties themselves are now um, 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 open to the idea of a conversation because the the idea of coalition uh, is going to the is a reality that uh, South Africa will have to be to to, to co to, to make sure that it uh, it confronts and it uh, it lives with it uh, as its democracy matures in the country, this kind of arrangements are going to be the norm rather than the exception. And that is why we have invited uh, the voices from from business, from the communities, from labor, but also the political parties themselves to be part of this discussion. I think it is a reality that uh, um, uh, some governments that are going to be formed post every election are going to require some kind of a coalition arrangement. So we are we are really hopeful that I think the discussions uh, will actually be held uh, in a good spirit. Uh, people discuss robustly, but also listen to each other as well. 
All right. Thank you so much for coming onto the show. And we certainly wish you all of the best um, over the next two days as you focus on this conversation. Bongani Madomela is the Manager for Governance at the United Nations Development Programme in South Africa. Lance Joe, Chief Operating Officer at the South African Local Government Association. And Pindile Gunene is the Programme Manager for Democracy and Political Culture at the Frederick Ebert Stifter. Thank